Welcome to week 20 of podcasting. We are halfway through the journey. Can you believe it? Time flies indeed. We're beginning to see the yellows and the purples, the reds and the whites. The browns are looking fresher than ever. The leaves are blossoming. Insects are looking for cooler spaces, so it is the season not to be surprised at the formation of a beautiful spiderweb right on the fridge door. <laughs> I hope that in your quaking journey, the door of your heart remains open, not to the creepy crawlies of sin, but to the tamed ones like patience and kindness and humility, the love, the endurance, the forgiveness, the joy, the peace, and the character. Today, we are on power, charged, no low batteries today. Again, welcome to the 20th podcast where mundane meets mastery coming to you from the northern hemisphere of the beautiful continent of europe i am your host burial aseno nyamwange hey come to the arena where the little things are the big things where everyday living is the best life where everyday has something worth highlighting where boredom is taken to the boardroom of the mind and comes out bearing rich thoughts that build hearts walls here we speak Potential, inspiration, edification. Eat the pie. Taste the sweet and savory in the world of words and growth. Here we are becoming. Proverbs 16.23 says, The sweetness of the lips increases learning. Power. Quaiting as powerful love. Power. I think of might, strength, conquering. Triumphing over difficulty. I think of winning. I'm sometimes tempted to imagine that power comes with size, but then I think of a spark of fire and what power it can have over the Amazon basin or Table Mountain in South Africa, as at last week. I think of a military band and how much power they have over a territory. Power. I also think of light. A switch must be somewhere for the power to be maximized. I also think of blackouts and how stressful they can be. I think of oils of car engines and ships at sea moving in power because of the liquid they need the most. I see in my mind's eye a beautiful water dam pelting its fountains, maybe like the Niagara Falls, which we have been blessed to see with our naked eyes. What a wonder. Power. I do not wish to think of the domination that some have, (coughs) excuse me, over others, (coughs) sorry, who are weaker or more vulnerable. I think this is just perfect because (coughs) my voice just got weaker and reminded me of my vulnerability. That's not power, that's misuse of power. When we think of dominion, <clears throat> what's the purpose of power in our quitting journey? Is it necessary? Is it relevant? Where does it come from? Power for what? Let me tell you a story, a true story that happened not too long ago. He transformed himself into a homeless person <clears throat> and went to 10,000 member church that he was to be introduced as the head pastor at that moment. He walked around his soon-to-be church for 30 minutes while it was filling with people for service. Guess what? Only three people out of the seven to 10,000 
said hello to him. He asked people for change to buy food. No one in the church gave him change. He went into the sanctuary to sit down in front of the church and was asked by the ushers if he would please sit in the back. He greeted people. To be greeted back with stares and dirty looks, with people looking down on him and judging him. As he sat in the back of the church, he listened to the church announcements and such. When all that was done, the elders went up and were excited to, to introduce the new pastor of the church to the congregation. We would like to introduce to you Pastor Jeremiah Stipek. The congregation looked around, clapping with joy and anticipation. The homeless man sitting in the back stood up and started walking down the aisle. The clapping stopped with all eyes on him, you can imagine. He walked up the altar and took the microphone from the elders who are in on this and paused for a moment. Then he recited, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine and sisters of mine, you did for me. After this pastor recited this, he looked towards the congregation and told them all what he had experienced that morning. Many began to cry and many heads were bowed in shame. He then said, Today, I see a gathering of people, not a church of Jesus Christ. The world has enough people, but not enough disciples. When will you decide to become disciples? He then dismissed service until next week. Dear friend, being a Christian is more than something we claim. It's something we have to live and share with others. Now, the quitting journey won't go well if we're quick at twitching our noses at the unfamiliar, fearing to take the next step for what people will say or looking at others through the eyes of prejudice. Power. This pastor had the power to drive in with gusto and confidence as the new church pastor of a 10,000 member congregation. He had power to stand up at the pulpit and introduce himself as the new leader. He had power to tell the elders and deacons what to do and when he had power. But how did he employ it? With humility. What is power? It is not wielding authority at will because of a position or economic status or physical appearance. It is realizing that everyone has a contribution to make. It is not being number one, but doing the best where one is. Power is not having people follow you at your beck and call, but being a servant to others and meeting people's needs, recognizing God as the giver of all things, including the breath we have in our nostrils right now. Now, power is not charisma or eloquence or even a loud voice. Power is gentleness, realizing that humans have emotions and personalities and respecting these 
and where correction is needed, doing it in a spirit of love and caring. How do we employ these principles in our quitting journey? Now, someone has probably asked you one or two of these questions. When are you getting a real job? You know you have been searching for a while and you have done your best and they have no clue about your struggles. When are you getting married? You are single and you're trusting God, but no one is seemingly interested in a relationship with you right now. When are you getting married? And you hear them say how proud you are. Someone has told you, you have been sick for so long. If I were you, I would go to a herbalist in town X for a solution. Someone has told you, you have lived abroad for so long. When are you coming back home to live the real life? You have been married for years and years. When are you having children? How long until you can get serious about stopping to live with your parents? No one wants to marry you because of pride. Now, my friend, these are not far-fetched. I have heard these with my ears before. Or have you? Some may think that your educational goals are really a cover-up for what you're lacking. The list is long. These are just examples to help you and I realize we live in a difficult world, but we're not powerless. Listen, how do we respond when we feel accused of our circumstances we have no control over? Do we wield unnecessary power with our tongues and lash out some words that we may regret? Do we give the question as a silent treatment? Do we walk away in disgust? Do we speak with our countenance in a harsh and arrogant way? How do we respond in our quitting journey? Now, quitting is hard business. I hear you. But we can remain gentle in our speech despite our feelings. We can choose to respond with grace and not be disrespectful or choose distanced silence. We can walk away respectfully and unregrettably. Our countenances can still bear a beautiful and fragrant attitude despite the stench thrown at us. My friend, we can. How do we quit with power? Let's learn some lessons I picked from Pastor Stipek's experience. Number one, know your worth. Number two, apply wisdom. Number three, never leave wit behind. Let's dissect these bit by bit. Number one, know your worth. What does it mean that we are worthy? To be worthy is to be valuable. However, for the human being, no price tag is enough except the blood of Jesus shed freely for us that we may have life eternal. Listen to this. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father? But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not. Therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Matthew 10. What is your worth? You were formed in his image and likeness. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. We find that in Psalm 139. God not only knows our externals like the numbers of hairs on our heads, but also the internals like the cells that make up these bodies. Dear listener, it is not marriage that gives you value as a single lady or a gentleman. 
It is not the size of one's paycheck that determines our worth and value. It is not the profit we made last month. Our worth is unfathomable, inestimable. It led the Son of Man, Jesus, to come down from heaven and save us. Luke 9.25 poses a beautiful question to us. For what does it profit me or you if we gain the whole world and lose or forfeit our lives, our eternal salvation? That very God who has given you worth is saying, I have made you in my image and likeness and I'm giving you dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens and over the livestock of all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Genesis 1.26 God has seen our worth not only in being made in his image and likeness but in endowing us with power to collaborate with him to have dominion over his creation. In other words, he sees us as stewards that he can trust. Our power in quitting comes from trusting the power of the one who created us in knowing our worth. So we are not easily bullied by circumstances, by quick, but quickly guided by providence. His divine power has given us everything we need for a life of godliness through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. 2 Peter 1.3 in our quitting, let us know the power of our worth. We're not measured by any human currency. The cross says it all. So, in our quitting, the journey gets easier when we know our value is not in possessions, but in our hearts being possessed by the one who has put inestimable value in us. We have access to this divine power. Number one, know your worth. His divine power has been granted you. Number two, apply wisdom. This attribute is not always easy to come by because we human beings have feelings. And feelings somehow tend to fly faster than faith or reason sometimes. However, it is possible to triumph in this area so we do not gather unnecessary wounds. You know, the world can be a cruel place, right? In the previous episodes, we shared how there are questions that can be thrown at us, leaving our knees jerking with weakness and our, our, our minds emptied for a moment. I asked some of those questions again today. Applying the power of wisdom in our quitting will bring us relief from unnecessary burdens, freedom from self-inflicted wounds, and courage to face the future because we know our worth. Wisdom is found in the mind, it's found upon the lips, and it lingers in our path. Colossians 4, 6 says, Be wise in the way you act. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you and I will know how to answer everyone. The wise man in Proverbs 20:15 said, There is gold in abundance of costly stones, but the lips of wisdom, the lips of knowledge, are a precious jewel. In our quitting, how do we respond with the power of wisdom? The pastor applied this wisdom in connecting with the elders who understood the plot he had in mind. To surprise the congregants, he applied wisdom in gauging the attitudes of the people he was yet to meet. The application of wisdom allowed him to see the attitudes of the people towards the poor and the homeless. 
And if we lack wisdom, we can ask. We have this promise in James 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. Know your worth, apply wisdom, and lastly, carry your wit. That natural aptitude for using words and ideas in a quick and inventive way to create some humor. Carry wit with you wherever you go. Never leave her behind. She makes awkward situations look bearable. She knows how to cover up for embarrassment. She makes the good company even in the midst of strangers and is attractive even to the one captivated by a negative attitude. She breaks down barriers and creates friendship. Wit has a way of making difficult situations light and causing laughter to spring from the heart. Wit, that little sense of humor that takes away the seriousness of life and gives it the fragrance so necessary when toxic thoughts and attitudes prevail, especially in our quitting journey. In the pastor's story, I imagine Wit being born while yet at his house, planning how he was going to dress up on this day. I imagine his wife and kids laughing so hard at the thought. I imagine him trying the rugged clothes and putting them on top of his nice suit, first day at work. I imagine everyone at church laughing, of course, except for the ones who mistreated him. In our quitting, wit is necessary. Sometimes you will hear things that may hurt you, but they don't have to always. Apply wit and enjoy your quitting. You are worthy. There is power in wit well applied. It takes away the arrogance of a not so well-meaning person toward you. It gives you power to move on and not let stuff hang on you that would be a burden. In fact, Proverbs 17.22 says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Ecclesiastes 3.4 says, There's a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Now, take advantage of that time to laugh. It's medicinal. Friend, our quitting journey can be a powerful one. We're not measured by the things we lack. We are weighed in the balances of heaven. Let us be found rich with Jesus Christ in our hearts. He makes the quaiting a powerful journey. Because out of your quaiting, who knows the testimony you're going to bear after this? Who knows the message that is going to come out of your trial? Know your worth. Apply wisdom and carry wit with you wherever you go. Our quitting journey can be a powerful one. It is not the ruggedness on the outside that defines us, but that value, inestimable value and worth the Father has bestowed upon us. Wisdom is ours to apply, even in the most awkward situations. And lastly, wit is our fragrant companion. Carry her wherever you go. How is your quitting journey going? Are you feeling powerless and helpless? I want to remind you that his divine power has been given us to live a godly life in this present day. I want to remind you that his divine power is at our beck and call 
to apply to the difficult situations we may have in our quitting journey. Know the power of your worth. No one can take it away. Apply the power of wisdom. It's always a winner. Wit is little but has power to change circumstances. Try it. A mundane life is weakened by a focus on the externals. A life of mastery is powered from within. Until next Wednesday, goodbye.